907 on the Bob Rose Show. Along with Greg Cassidy, live and loco. Time, uh, your time check has brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Special guest, our COVID hero, Dr. John. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning. Hard at work already, as are you guys. And uh, happy to be with you. N- never more important. It seems every week that goes by, we have more important stuff to talk about. All right, real quick, let's get this out of the way. Arkansas inmates were given ivermectin. Now they're trying to sue because they, I guess they didn't reveal it right away. They didn't tell them right away. But the mainstream media won't even follow up on whether it was successful or not. They're acting like they were poisoned. Yeah, no, this is a case of the inmates truly running the asylum. Uh, they, they, uh, they were given an option. They were given the same multi-drug cocktail that I've recommended for two years and used for two years to save lives. Um, they were, and I don't know if this is a HIPAA violation. They're not going to put out exactly what conditions these people have. But they were, this physician was an enlightened physician who had done the research and was treating them. And, and as with any other treatment, patients aren't, you know, we give, you guys get all the time, we all do, when you go to the doctor's office, you trust your doctor to do what's right for you. In this case, he did the right thing. Then, who knows, some lawyer got involved and some, some inmates said, hey, I, this is horse dewarming medication. You get a kick out of that when they talk about that. This, this ivermectin has been used, we said, it won a Nobel Prize for use in human beings. I prescribe it all the time for scabies and hookworm, which you see a lot in this horse country out here. Um, and, of course, we know it's worked for COVID. It's actually a provenly effective drug, as I've said. So inmates trying to make a quick bit of cash, and there's got to be some un- unscrupulous attorney working with them. And uh, God have, God bless this physician who actually saved their lives, prevented them from being in the hospital, but they don't really care because I guess some of them, that's why they're in the, in the jail. It only took me 20 so. seconds to look it up, and even the NIH study that shows how uh, effective ivermectin is, NIH says that CDC, WHO, maybe, maybe not. So, of course, CBS News, when they reported the story, told all the negatives and wouldn't tell the truth about ivermectin, and that's why people have difficulty trusting their government and some of these other officials. All right. Let's move on. Omicron surge nearing peak. We've got cases up, but I guess that's a silver lining because maybe we have peaked. What's your take, doctor? Ah, it's great. One of my first videos, I don't know if they took it down on YouTube, but you can find a rumble, you research stuff. But, hey, great cases going up, great news. (laughs) The only sad news is everyone's still running around getting tested for this cold flu-like illness. The only people who really had to worry at all about Omicron are the ones who, let's say, you know, my mom, who's 94 years of age, every cold and flu season, we worry that she's going to get the cold or the flu because that can trigger viral pneumonia, and that could be enough to, you know, do some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So if somebody has underlying comorbidities and gets Omicron, I'm, we've been endorsing uh, the use of hydroxychloroquine early on in the high-risk people. But all these kids, my gosh, I sent something to Greg last night. You know, the highest, the counties across the state of Florida with the highest positivity rate for Omicron, which is all we're really dealing with, are the ones we have the most vaccinated people across the entire state. It's really really not a surprise to me, meaning that vaccinated people are shedding this and spreading it and getting sicker even more than the unvaxxed at this point. And uh, among the children, they're all, they all got these colds. My son, I just sent him back to school today. He was home for a few days with the, with the cold, which we don't get him tested. Don't test the kids. Don't worry about Omicron and kids. Don't worry about Omicron numbers going up. It's all part, again, of that pandemic of fear, the mass hysteria leading to mass psychosis, essentially, where everyone is still running around with these masks on their children, 
trying to get the kids vaccinated against a disease that's not going to harm them at all. Um, yeah, we've got our work cut out for us in overcoming this uh, this media hype. Uh, so please, don't worry about Omicron. If, unless you're a high-risk person who would otherwise fear if you got a bad case of influenza, which we saw with H1N1, or, or other viral infections, they're not benign. Viruses have never been completely benign. But golly, in children, yes, it's benign. It's a benign illness in otherwise healthy people, athletes and you know, military and others, you know, so the vaccinations have got to stop in these healthy people. Well, what, so what do you think, uh, what's the future hold as far as this whole virus thing? Are we going to see another edition of, uh, of the COVID-19? No, I, I think, and I, I, I've said this publicly recently, that the, uh, the, the actual deadly variants of coronavirus are on their way out. Now what we're going to be dealing with for the foreseeable future, and, and uh, I, I said this uh, is PTSD from the last two years. I, I really and truly believe that all of these children, I see it all day long in my, my son's school, at church, and we all see it. We can tell which families have been completely psychologically adversely impacted by this fear pandemic. And these kids are never going to change. They're going to grow up saying in their own minds, I don't ever want to go back to living like I did in 2021 and 2022. So what are they going to do every year? They're going to be lining up for their booster shot. And the parents, the same, who are fearful about the kids, or if you've lost your loved one to the Delta variant, which was bad. We had a bad Delta. All right. So if you lost a loved one or if you couldn't go see your loved ones in the hospital who were dying and you couldn't bury them in a funeral service because you could. All these things added up. All these things were unnecessary, mind you, because we never gave them early treatment. We, we did a lot of stupid things and really evil things with, with, with this disease are going to add up to a society that's going to be controlled by post-traumatic stress disorder, I think, for a long time to come unless we can really help each other heal psychologically from this and say, hey, it really wasn't that bad. It's just they made it out, especially with Omicron. It's not a bad disease. Not a bad. It's a bad cold that lasts. can last two weeks. But dang, guys, I got called 3.30 this morning, you know, someone with a fever and a sore throat and cough at 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, please, you know, it's, you're going to be fine. But they're fearful. They're right. still fearful. Right. Yeah, they've definitely pushed the fear factor for sure. Now, are you having trouble getting uh, your prescriptions filled? Are some pharmacists taking uh, an, an active role to stop the ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine? I'll tell you here, the, 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 that's good and bad news. The bad news is, uh, yeah, uh, Publix actually just yesterday, Publix used to be one of the good guys, and now they just announced that they're pharmacists. They can't give ivermectin across the board for COVID. You can give it for everything else for humans. right? As I said, it is a human drug, but you can't give it for COVID. Um, so we're thankful in one respect, as I said at the beginning, hydroxychloroquine early stages helps with this particular virus and other, other viral illnesses. We know it works also for malaria and other things we've treated for, for centuries. So, hey, so what you need to know is if you're a high-risk person, you can get hydroxychloroquine even from the bad pharmacies like Walgreens and CVS. We've always had the compounding pharmacies, uh, and they're kind of competing with each other with the ivermectin, but they have it. Thank God for them your independent pharmacies across the board. The real challenge for me has been I'm still managing people who are sick up in Ohio and New Jersey or coming down here from those states, and uh, they have the Delta variant. And that one, you need the ivermectin, man. So, yeah, unfortunately, 
we're not being allowed to save lives because pharmacies are still withholding ivermectin for those Delta variants that are out there. I know we're short on time, uh, Dr. John. We did have a listener, though, ask about uh, if they've had COVID and the whole concept of this spike protein. While it is in the vaccines, do we have a concern since the well, COVID itself was made in a lab? Uh, is the spike protein a problem even if you've just had COVID itself? Yeah, the spike protein is, is obviously what we're um, producing with these vaccines. And as I've said before, the problem, the reason for the danger of the vaccine is that when you give it to any individual person, you have no idea how much in, immune response that person is going to have, how much spike protein that messenger RNA, which is being put into your body, is going to program, produce. It's like an assembly line. It's like the old I Love Lucy on the assembly line, mm. okay, where she can't keep up with the assembly line. Well, our bodies can't keep up with the assembly line if you overproduce spike protein, and it can do damage to the heart, damage to your bone marrow, damage a lot of places. So the vaccine is an unpredictable entity because it's not giving you a small dose of a killed virus, which is what we've done with every other normal vaccine. So, yeah, don't worry. Uh, you know, those of you who've had the vaccine, just just talk it up. You have it. Great. But most of us now, we're looking at this idea natural immunity trumps everything. And now people at Harvard and Yale and Stanford are re- waking up to this reality. And the whole narrative, as Dr. Peter McCullough said recently, is crumbling. The narrative is crumbling. We now have to address the fear. And then once we address that, we'll be a, a, a healthy and a, a whole society. Dr. John, always appreciate your time coming on with us. And know you got to get back to work. Uh, stay strong, my friend, and God bless you. You got it. God bless you all. Great week. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. Dr. John, giving us the real deal, in my opinion, anyway. 916 on the Bob Rose Show. Plenty more to talk about, including a Florida legislature. What are they going to be trying to do this next session? We'll talk about that and more coming up. 97.3, The Sky.